In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Christ suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow his steps. With these words the Holy Apostle, Peter brings us back for a moment to the hour of the Passion. At this time when we celebrate our Lord's triumph over death. Ever since that most awful moment on Good Friday, the Holy Cross has been revealed to us, and with it all the virtues that are to be found on it. For St. Francis de Sales tells us that there are many virtues we find on the Holy Cross. We find on the head of the cross the virtue of obedience. On the arms, poverty, chastity, and flowing from the pierced side of our Lord, the greatest virtue of all, the virtue of holy charity. And today we understand how intimately this greatest of all the virtues is linked with the one which can easily be forgotten on the cross. For St. Francis de Sales reminds us that if we find all these illustrious virtues on the upper branches and the very center of the cross, none of these exist without the foot of the cross, which is firmly planted in the soil of humility. And this is the virtue the Apostle has in mind most of all when he tells us today that Christ has left us an example to follow in his footsteps. He did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile. When he suffered, he threatened not, but delivered himself to him that judged him unjustly. And in his own self, bore our sins. A month ago I spoke to you about the degrees of humility of St. Benedict, reminding you that they are an outline as well of the entire spiritual life. They are simply what happens to you when you choose to follow Christ. Those who choose to follow Christ, to follow his steps, will advance in the degrees of humility. For to advance in humility is simply to suffer humiliations for the love of Christ. By Christ we learn to practice this virtue which most of all is considered utter folly to the world. Indeed, this was the most laughable of the virtues to the pagans who were first presented with the gospel. This was never held as a virtue by those who did not know Christ. 
At most, the pagans had an idea of something called hubris. That is, if a mortal were to get too uppity with regard to the gods, the gods would put him in his place. And so they had this idea of pride in some way as a sin. But to embrace lowliness, to embrace abjection, out of love, this was something entirely foreign to the pagan mind as it is to the new paganism today. The idea that there can be joy and love in suffering because of one man who has gone before us in this way. One man who, because he was true God, obtained for us the forgiveness of sin by his humility. None of us, by our acts of humility, can lift up an entire fallen world, as we are told in the Mass that Christ has done for us. Nevertheless, out of love, we are called to participate in the humility of the Son of God. We have been saved freely by His grace, and yet we have the free choice to cooperate with that grace, to associate ourselves with the passion of Christ. This is all that the Holy Apostle can possibly mean when he says that he makes up for what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ. Not that the afflictions of Christ were in any way insufficient to obtain our salvation, but that all those who wish to apply these passions to themselves for their redemption must freely choose to associate themselves with the passion of Christ, with this virtue of humility, which has lifted up a fallen world. It is only by associating ourselves with this virtue which our Lord has shown us today that we can be delivered from the misfortunes of eternal death and obtain that everlasting happiness which the Good Shepherd has purchased for us by his most precious blood. Amen.